0: Welcome to Costco. I love you. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Wow. That's weird. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the first show, the first episode. This is Current Speak Unleashed. I am your host, Keith, coming to you from the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex of Texas. I'm looking forward to kicking this thing off. Current Speak Unleashed is the show about all things pop culture that I share through completely, completely unfiltered lenses. Oh, well. How's everybody doing? thank you for tuning in to the first episode of this show we're gonna feel this out we're gonna see how it how it rolls how it goes what uh what kind of flow it has where I go with this thing because I don't know but anyway, I thought I would start off uh, apparently I'm not alone in this I've noticed that um this is something I've done for oh gosh a ton of years now um and i and I' found out. I find out year after year after year, uh, every time I, I I talk to more people, that apparently a lot of people do an annual Lord of the Rings trilogy watch through, and not only that, and that's not so odd. I mean, it's a great, great. It's probably oh, it's one of it's one of my, if not the all time favorite series that I watch. I do it every year, and I'm finding out from more and more people that. Uh, It happens in January, and I don't know why. For me, it has always been January. When my boys were smaller, we started this uh, just to kind of get past the post-Christmas blues, I guess. I don't know. Christmas is real big around our house. It always has been. And we would always decide to, as soon as the Christmas decorations are put away everything's back together, everything's back to normal, and it's still cold outside. Yeah, it does get cold here. It's it's been cold here. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, But it was always like, okay, we're going to sit down, we're going to watch through the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the extended versions, of course. And we would pretty much, we'd break it up into small chunks. We wouldn't, uh, I think we got to a point where we would do six nights, not in a row, just when we could, and we'd watch an hour and a half or so a night we would we had the DVDs still have them of course now we we just we own them on streaming but we would watch the DVD and we would do an hour and a half you know so we break each movie in half basically so six nights well when the hobbit movies came out we started adding that to the mix and it made it a six movie watch through and we'd try to get through it all in January and we still try but one thing I'm I'm real curious about is The more and more people I talk to that have been doing this and continue to do this, they don't incorporate The Hobbit. And I can't figure out why. Why The Hobbit hate? I'm finding this out more and more. And some people say, well, because those movies are garbage. Why are they garbage? I freaking love The Hobbit movies. In fact, so far this January, I've made it through all three of The Hobbit movies, extended cuts, and I haven't even started Fellowship of the Ring yet. We're going to start that one pretty soon, but... I don't get it. My wife and I, we, we've we watched through all three. I love them. They're great. And a lot of people I know, like I've got a, a relative that watches Lord of the Rings with his family. And they, man, they do it up. Now, for one thing, the way they do it is a way I would never consider doing it. They do the whole thing in one day. Lord of the Rings trilogy in one day, extended versions. So they start at 8 in the morning. And they will watch through those things. That's that's over nine hours of a movie, <clears throat> and I think I think they don't even get out of their pajamas or their sweatpants or whatever. And and they've got kids that are um, older, junior high and high school. And not only do they watch through it, but they stop at various times. Obviously, bathroom breaks, but breaks for second breakfast. Um, because obviously, for those of you that are fans, you know Sam or not Sam, but. Uh, which one is it, Mary or Pippin? One of them talks about yeah, it's it's a it's it's Mary talks about second breakfast. So they've incorporated that. Then their oldest daughter will make limbus bread. Not that that's a real thing, but I forget what she makes. But it, they've got something that they they call limbus bread. They stop and eat that. I think they make stew. Now I don't know if they make it with rabbits or conies, but they make the stew, and they do a whole. But it's a whole day. I think I think by midway through the second movie I'm gonna be dying but anyway he will not I ask him do you do do you guys do the Hobbit do you do like the Hobbit series I'm like oh no we don't watch that why not because it's garbage how is it garbage I'll tell you this it is if that's garbage then the fir- going back and making the first three Star Wars trilogy is is more garbage than that and I'll tell you why the Hobbit is great because and it should be included. It belongs in this no longer a trilogy, whatever the hexilogy, I don't know. Six uh, six movies because of several things. Number one, there's continuity of the actors. Star Wars doesn't have this, they waited too long and they couldn't obviously use the same actors. Gandalf, Ian McKellar, is the Ian McKellen is the same, he's the same. It's the same Gandalf, so there's that continuity. Lord Elrond, it's the same guy. That continuity. Galadriel, the same. Legolas, now I realize I had to do a lot of work on him to make him look younger, but he's an elf. He lives for a long, long time, so you really didn't have to work do a whole lot. But he's the same. There's tie-ins. There's things that explain the original Lord of the Rings, such as the trolls. You remember in... Fellowship of the Ring goes, oh, look, it's it's, it's Mr. Bilbo's Trolls. And they're frozen solid there. They're stone. That's explained. Things that reach back, or not reach back, but reach forward, that are explained, they're in there. And and talk on it, they're just good movies. The Hobbit is good movies. They're great action. They're great adventure. It's a great story. I think one person told me that the characters suck. Well, what's wrong with the characters? the characters are great the the acting is done the cinematography is great the music is great the scenery is great what's wrong with these movies i don't know i don't get it but let me just say loud and cl- and loud and proud for the record the hobbit movies are excellent movies they belong in this series it, be- it it is a complete set of 6 movies and i stand on that and i will die on that hill because it's the stinking truth now uh, let's talk about something else. I don't know how many of you have Apple TV+. Plus. I've had it for a long time, and I don't watch a whole lot of the things in there. Obviously, I really liked Ted Lasso. Watched Greyhound. Looking forward to watching Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm really looking forward to watching Napoleon. I'm really looking forward to watching Masters of the Air. But scrolling through their list, I really I never watched C. That didn't look interesting to me. Um, I watched a little bit of... The Morning Show, did not like it. I watched, um, oh, what's the one? The Moon, The Astronauts. I don't remember what it's called. Huh. It slips in my mind now, but you know what I'm talking about. I watched a few episodes of that. Eh, didn't really care for it. And they're making, they've got more seasons of that one out now. I decided, I started scrolling through. I want to watch Hijack. I haven't seen that one yet. But I decided to watch Silo. I really like Silo. Uh... I like the premise, and I haven't read the books. Uh, I've been thinking about because because Silo finished season one, and they're, they're about to start working on season two, and they're saying we're probably not going to get that until the end of the year, maybe the beginning of next year, so we're looking at another year, which sucks because I like it. I'll probably end up going back through and watching it again. I like the premise. I like the idea. If you haven't watched it, uh, basically the story is it's a very dystopian future in which the entire population of, I think it's 10,000 people roughly live in an underground silo because the air outside is toxic it kills you and generally a punishment for you know that to get you banished and and basically executed is that you have to go outside and clean the lens of the camera there's one camera that shows out there and you go out you clean you go out in a a suit supposedly a protective suit and helmet and everything and, and the toxic air eventually kills you pretty quickly We've given you just enough time to clean clean the lens of the camera. Uh, very good. I'm not going to go into the whole story. Check it out. Uh, if you have watched it, though, I, I like I like the character of Juliet Nichols, played by uh, um, Ferguson. forget her first name. I like her character. I don't like the, the, the beginning. She seems very awkward, and I guess, it, to me, it seems a little overdone. But I like her character. I like the show. Um, Tim Robbins is in it, he's excellent. Current is in it, he's excellent. Um, also the guy who plays uh, lawman, Bass Reeves, really like him, he's in it briefly. Right, he, he's He was early on, the first episode uh, said he wanted to go outside, was sent outside to clean. And the thing is the camera shows those that go outside, which has so far been him and he's the sheriff and he went outside and his wife who went outside it shows them kind of stumble a little bit and then die supposedly. So the question is, is it really toxic outside? Are they really dying? Is is the camera being manipulated because there is a shadowy organization that runs behind the scene run, behind the scenes runs things in the silo called Judicial. There is a mayor, there is a sheriff, but it's it's apparently becoming more and more obvious as I've watched this and I'm on the last episode now. There's 10 episodes I haven't I just started the tenth one. Um, there there seems to be something some kind of deception going on to, to establish control of this underground silo and I love sci-fi certain sci-fi this is a good sci-fi movie, uh, show. So anyway, I'm giving it a try. I like it and I'm frustrated that we got to wait so long. I've been tempted to get the books. I think it's the first one is called wool second one is called shift. And the last one I think is called Dust. So sometime during this year I may give those a try. But uh, if you're interested, you ought to check out Silo. I think it would be well worth your time um, if you have Apple TV+. All right, let's talk a little current events here. Kind of a little uh, soapbox thing I'm on. So as most of you know, especially if you live in the United States, we had a pretty substantial winter weather grip that took hold of the majority of the nation, and that certainly affected us down here in Texas. It's very cold. Now, I understand if you lived up in the Midwest, if you live in a place like Minnesota in the north and northeast, I get it. When I say it's cold, you're like, okay, yeah, right. Cold meaning our wind chill was below zero. Our temperatures were dip down briefly into single digits but most most nights it was into low low teens which it's cold for us it is i don't i don't like it i'm not into that kind of cold and you know what yeah i get it you laugh at that cuz i i check areas around the country and i check i got family in minnesota i got family in washington and i check the temperatures just to see what what was going on there and i get it, it was ridiculous. I mean I checked an area like what Sioux Falls South Dakota was not their te- not their wind chill but their temperature was like 13 below 0. So yeah, I don't I have no interest in that. And the snow, I have no interest in that. We don't get a whole lot of snow here but we do get ice and that's miserable. I'd much rather have some powder blowing across the road and some powder drifting on the sides of the road than uh, ice, driving on a skating rink, which we have that. Usually uh, we, we usually get it once a year in February. Uh, this year, like I said, we had a all we had during this event was just literally just a little bit of snow powder. It was great. I literally I took my my uh, my blower, walked out of my driveway, and I blew all the snow off in just a matter of minutes. But here here's my and and I'll tell you this. So you get to laugh at us in the winter time, fine, no problem. We actually had local schools around here cancel school uh, because it was too cold. Because kids walk to school, kids waiting for the bus would be in wind chills below zero, and that's too cold. Fine. If you did that in the north, you'd be going weeks at a time without school. Understood. Don't laugh too hard, though. Because let me tell you when, down here in Texas, let me tell you when we laugh. We laugh in the summertime. We laugh when states and cities up north start talking about, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, the temperature is 95 degrees. Oh my goodness, it's pushing to 99. We may hit 100 We laugh because we call that July and August. We were visiting 110 degrees more than once this past summer, which was a rough summer for us, but we routinely score summertime temperatures in the triple digits. We're used to that. So we get our laugh back. But anyway, one of the things that I get extremely frustrated with around here, anytime we get any kind of prediction of... Some wintry precipitation, whether it be ice, whether it be sleet, freezing rain, a little snow, people go nuts. And when I mean nuts, I'm talking about the grocery store. My wife and I do our grocery shopping every weekend, usually on Sunday afternoon. That's pretty much, every Sunday afternoon, you can find us at the grocery store, buying the groceries for the week getting stuff for our lunches. I pack my lunch for work because I don't want to spend the money on eating out every day. You know, getting the food for dinner for the for the following weekend. Every Sunday afternoon, that's our, our deal. Now, sometimes we choose to go on Friday night. If there's nothing going on, we don't have anything to do on Friday night, we'll be sitting there and say, hey, how about we just go ahead and run over here to the grocery store because nobody's there on Friday night and get it knocked out. We have run of the place to ourselves. don't have to deal with other people mainly, you know, trying to run up and down the aisles and squeeze through other shopping carts and people that people that just love to stand there and stare at something for minutes on end in the middle of the aisle. And so we'll do that. Anytime we get a, pr- a pr- prediction of any kind of wintry precipitation, people go crazy at the grocery store. And all we had predicted was possibly One-tenth of an inch of some freezing rain, maybe a little sleet. Maybe. For one night. It was last, a week ago, Sunday night. It was saying, over Sunday night into Monday, we could see a little bit of something. Yeah, it'll be enough to make the roads slick. And this was over Martin Luther King weekend, so the kids were already going to be out of school on Monday anyway. Make the roads a little slick. Maybe. Possibly. We'll see. We think there's going to be a little something. We go to the grocery store the Friday night before that our normal time we go. The parking lot's packed. People are in there loading up their shopping carts with groceries. Like the mountain pass is closed. We're going to be snowed in for a month and the trucks aren't going to get through with the food. So you better stock up and hunker down for the long winter. And I get so off when we go in the store, and then I've got to deal with the crowds, and the bread is gone, and the milk is almost gone because we got to get the staples and we got to hunker down for the long winter. It's ridiculous. I don't know if you guys in other parts of the country do that or not. I hope not. I hope you have more sense than this, but we're stupid down here, and people are just stupid and I look around and I'm thinking, guys. <laughs> We're just buying our weekly groceries. In a matter of a couple of days, this will be over with. You can go out to dinner at the restaurant if you want. You can come back to the store and buy whatever you want, because guess what? Trucks are going to deliver more food. This is like COVID all over again. Toilet paper, the run on toilet paper and pasta. So we did that, and I just get so irritated. And so this past Friday, three nights ago, we were thinking, okay, we've got something coming up on Sunday. We're going to be going to an event with family. We're really not going to have time to go to the grocery store. So let's let's go ahead Friday night. Let's do our grocery shopping again. Now, no wintry weather coming in. Yeah, it's cold. No wintry w- weather coming in. And uh, we go up there, and guess what? Hardly anybody there. We're right right up and down the aisles. And I'm looking around like, where are all these people? Where are all the people that were here last week? You know, why aren't they here now? It's still cold. Oh, because there's not going to be a a slight little bit of freezing rain falling tomorrow night, Sunday night. And you know what? It's Monday right now. Last night, not a drop. In fact, last week, when we were supposed to get a little bit of ice, you know, all we got was that little bit of powder, a little bit of snow. Roads were fine. Everything that was on the roads just blew off to the sides, and it was a non-issue, just like we thought. But even when... We're going to get some real ice. We got some real ice for a couple of days last year. I have to drive to work in it. I don't have a choice. It's fine. I survived. Trucks drove on it. They survived. The high, major highways were taken care of, and everybody survived. But it, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We all act like we're, we're, we're in the apocalypse, and we're, not, we're going to have to hunker down for the entire winter. Now, I get it. A part of that comes from what happened here in February of 2021. I have lived here my entire life, and never have I ever seen the actual temperature go below zero. Never. Now, if you look at the weather records for this area, particularly the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you will see that many, many years ago, there there have been times where it has dipped down below zero. It happens. It's not unheard of. It's just extremely, extremely rare. And we've never had that kind of snow And the temperatures get that cold for that long. And I guess people think anytime anybody says the word ice, that we're in for that again with power outages. And yes, that was a disaster. And let me just tell you this. The media and politicians are two things that I hate more than anything else. And and what and what you had after that 2021 event here in Texas, see, Texas is on its own electric grid for better or for worse. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Honestly, six of one, half a dozen of the other, I don't really care. We can be independent or we can hook up to the national grid. I don't care. This, This is not something that I'm, this is not a hill that I want to die on. But for whatever, we do it. Good or bad, we do it. So we got this weather that was literally, I will say, once in a lifetime. I've never seen it, never even heard of it from my, I don't think, I never heard of it from my parents weather like, well, like what we had in February of 2021. So on that end, you can say that was one thing. You get once in a lifetime weather. Okay. Power's going to go out. But as soon as this happened, I mean, this was more than just the typical ice breaking, you know, tree branches and snapping power lines and having localized outages. Everybody has that during winter storms. That's just, that's just a fact of life. But this was a grid issue. This was a supply and demand issue. First time I'd ever seen that. Well, I think it kind of happened in 2011 during an ICE event, but it wasn't nearly on this scale. Um, but w- what the first thing you had is these idiot politicians. You know what? There's idiots on both sides. If you're staunchly planting your flag on left or right, just realize that you got idiots in your own camp. First thing that happens is the politicians are pointing fingers at each other. Renewables are pointing fingers at fossil fuels. Fossil fuels are pointing fingers at renewables. Oh, my gosh, it's the, it's the gas plants. They, the natural gas lines froze up because they didn't winterize, and it was all their fault. It was all fossil fuels' fault that we didn't have enough electricity. Fossil fuel side points it and says, Oh, yeah, well, those wind turbines, they weren't spinning. They froze up. It's all renewables' fault. And, of course, solar wasn't working because everything was, was cloudy and they were covered up with ice and snow, so they couldn't function. It's all renewables' fault. Now, let me tell you whose fault it was. Both. It was both of them. Yes, there was a failure to winterize because we don't get that kind of weather down here. And they failed. There was poor foresight and they sucked. And I'll stand here till my dying day and say they screwed up. But also renewables didn't work. A frozen turbine won't spin. It just doesn't happen. Solar only works when the sun is shining. This is common sense. So, what they should have done is said, each side raise their hand and say, yeah, th- this, this, was, uh, this was a problem. we got to figure out how to fix this. And, and, and let me tell you something about renewable energy. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Fine. Bring it on. Um, wind, uh, that's great. The wind blows, that's great. Let's have wind energy. And Texas is, right now, I think number two in the nation in wind energy production. If we haven't already passed California, we're, we're going to any day now and be number one, so fine, all for it, man, I've traveled through West Texas on on the last two summers, we've gone on vacation to Colorado, and driving through West Texas, you see all these wind turbines spinning, I'm like, cool, bring it on, especially in the summer when it's hot, and that, that, that hot wind is blowing, it's spinning those fans, bring it on, let's have it, solar, sure, we get a lot of sun down here, even in the winter, let's do it, great, my problem is we can't depend on it. There's too many people want to put all our eggs in that basket and we just can't do it because the fact of the matter is there's days that the wind doesn't blow and there's days that the sun doesn't shine. And if that's your sole source, if that's what you're putting all your egg, the basket you're putting all your eggs in, you're screwed and there's going to be shortfalls. However, um, I understand that natural gas, while we have an abundance of it right now, ultimately at the end of the day, it is a finite resource, just like oil. I think the last I checked of known oil reserves we know of, we have about 50 years of oil left at our current consumption rate. But you know what? At some point, maybe, may, probably not even in my lifetime, maybe not in, in even in yours if you're young, if you're super young, but at some point, oil will run out. At some point, at some time in the future, natural gas will run out. So we can't continue to always rely on that. That's why I'm cool with electric vehicles. That's cool. Let's just make sure we have the generating capacity to to power them. Sure, I mean because at some point that stuff's going to run out. But right now we have it, we need to use it and it's extremely extremely dependable when winterized, of course. So my big thing when it comes to electricity, let's use it all. Let's uh let's realize that when time comes that the wind's not blowing and the sun's not shining, we can use natural gas. Coal. I know that's a dirty word. Um, nuclear. I mean, I love nuclear. I am all on board with nuclear, and I would like to see that. That is a renewable energy. It's powerful and it's dependable and it's safe. So, anyway, that's my thoughts on renewable energy. You may disagree, and you know that's fine. If you do disagree with me on even the anything I've said today, if you disagree, hey, shoot me an email. The email for this show. And like I said, I'm just starting this thing out. Going to feel it out, see how it goes maybe change the format, heck, maybe bring on a co-host. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. But if you disagree with me, if you agree, if you have uh, suggestions, insights, advice, some of you know more about this stuff than I do. Uh, probably, there's probably people out there who know more about energy than I do. I just, I'm just i trying to look at things down the middle uh, and not and not take a political side when it comes to this type of stuff. Uh, shoot me an email, current, currentspeakunleashed at gmail.com. Also, I'm on Twitter or X... Current speak unleashed. You can uh, connect with me there, and we can chit chat. But that's my thoughts on uh, on renewable energy, and uh, and my frustration on this whole thing with the bad weather events down here. Okay. Anytime I play that. Um Little tune there. That means something stupid is about to happen or something stupid is about to be shared. That's my stupid news music. And I thought I would end the show today with a little bit of stupid news from the files here. How many of you like coffee? Me, I love it, I'm, but I'm the only one in my house that drinks it. My wife doesn't touch the stuff. She doesn't like the taste. She doesn't like it at all, doesn't like the smell. I got to have my coffee in the morning. And on my days off, like today, I'll drink almost the entire pot. I mean, I've got a 14-cup pot. I don't fill it up that much. I usually put 10 or 12 in it, and I'll drink all that, uh, most of it. So probably more than I should drink. Anyway, I saw this. So so anytime I see anything about coffee, I'm, I'm always interested. I saw something called nose coffee. Have You ever heard of nose coffee? Well, it, it says in this article, I, I found online, Dr. Issue's warning over snorting, yes, snorting nose coffee, which could cause serious Damage it says a doctor has warned us of the dangers of using a nose coffee alternative that has apparently been on the market for ages. I've never heard of it. Uh, it says now uh, the chances that you rely on caffeine quite a bit to get you through the day, uh, it's, it's probably pretty high. A lot of us do. Without that nice hot cup of coffee in the morning, uh, many of us will be starting off the day on the wrong foot. And there has been times that I've tried to quit. Like on my day off, I thought, you know, I'm going to see what happens if I just don't drink any coffee and I would get the most intense headache later on in the day. I would get real lethargic and tired, and all I would want to do is lay down and couldn't really sleep, but I didn't really want to do anything. So I just had to come to grips with the fact that, yes, my name is Keith, and I am an addict. Anyway, uh, there's no hiding from the effects of too much caffeine, which can include insomnia, nervousness, restlessness, nausea, and an increased heart rate. According to this article, that's why a dude called Max, a 32-year-old who lives in Greenwich, Connecticut, reckons he's discovered a new caffeine hack with supposedly a lot less side effects. So it turns out there's a snortable caffeine brand available on Amazon, which sells caffeine nasal spray, vials of powder, and fake rolled money to help you with consumption. So you can pretend like you're actually snorting cocaine. It says, uh, we don't just sell products, we strive to improve Everyday Life, the company's website, named Want a Bump, question mark, advertises, whilst describing its product as an innovative energy supplement that consists of a balanced blend of caffeine and inositol, which is a sugar produced by the body, designed to provide an immediate smooth energy boost. Well, Max decided to give this product a try, and he said it's, it's like a less intense cocaine minus all the bad side effects. I guess Max has tried cocaine. So he said, I remember feeling it immediately and being very blown away by that. Uh, the biggest thing for me is it does not affect my sleep as much as drinking caffeine. The novelty of snorting is really groovy, he says. 13-year-old me would be going nuts. Groovy. Are people saying that again? Man, that was, I remember seeing that on Scooby-Doo when I watched that as a kid. There's really no way to do it that doesn't look sketchy. But anyway, as you can expect, doctors are not crazy about this. Uh, One Dr. Shaleen Rao said, Caffeine in food or drink is slower to absorb than through the nose. She is the director of Heart Failure Services at NYU Langone Langone Hospital, Long Island. So I think I would listen to that. She said the key is keeping the amount safe and to uh, note the upper limit of uses to avoid overdose and allow appropriate time between doses, she said, whilst issuing a warning about the possible side effects. Uh, Repeat inhalation of caffeine through the nose could result in damage to the nares, N-A-R-E-S. I don't know what the nares are, she added. And uh, someone actually said, this is a good alternative if you're trying to quit cocaine. How about just quit? So anyway, apparently nose coffee is a thing, and uh, I don't think I'll be trying that anytime soon. All right, that's it for this week. Uh, Appreciate you joining me today and checking out the show. Like I said, this show will evolve. I don't know where it'll go, how it'll change, but I'm here giving my opinions and eager to hear from you about yours. Thank you for all of you who listened to the introductory episode and then decided to come back. Appreciate that. Like I said, drop me a line anytime. CurrentSpeakUnleashed at gmail.com or hit me up on x CurrentSpeakUnleashed. I'll be happy to interact with you there. But in the meantime, uh, appreciate you being here. Once again, and I will be back next week with another show. I hope to see you then. You take care.